Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Let me unbuckle my seatbelt real quick. Heads up for the sound effects. Ready? It's because I'm in the Civic, man. Back with the Civic Chronicles. The GDP Batmobile. You know how I'm rocking, baby. Listen. I'm recording this voice memo on my iPhone again, so I apologize if the audio isn't super strong, but I've kind of enjoyed doing it this way, honestly. It allows me to go out and hustle, get things done, and not have to really sit down, confined to the studio space. But we're back with another behind-the-scenes interview. Another one. Another one. Shouts out to Riley and Lexi for interviewing Leo. Leo's son. Now, Leo is the head of sound on the movie. And essentially, if you don't understand how the movie-making process works, what the head of sound would do, in his case, he's an audio engineer, he makes sure all the levels and the volume and the mixing is right so that the audio for the movie sounds like a movie, and when we put it into a theater, it's balanced well throughout the theater. That's what my boy Leo's son is doing. Now, Leo's super accomplished. He has been working with Joyner Lucas, who's a big-time Massachusetts artist. He won a Grammy for his music video, I'm Not a Racist. And I've always loved that dude's hustle, Joyner Lucas, because he was the assistant manager, the night shift manager at a CVS all throughout his 20s. And then his rap career really started to take off in his late 20s and early 30s. And I love when people redefine success like, yo, rap is a young man's game. You can't really pop when you're in your late 20s. He totally defied that. I love that, honestly. Now, let me give you a quick update on the movie, where I'm at currently, where we're taking it, what's going on. I'm excited, man. I am excited. I feel like the ball's rolling on the movie finally. And it's been such a process of innate patience for myself, having to sit down, hammer every single day, and do something I'm not good at every day, which is sitting down and tweaking something analytically. And one thing I learned from the process is like, you gain great strength from working on your weaknesses and consistently showing up when you don't want to. I've gained immense strength from that. And... I've grown a lot throughout this process just as a human and pushing my comfort zone. It's been incredible. And for the rest of my life, I, I hope I can analyze when situations make me uncomfortable and run into them. It's a lot easier said than done. It's easier saying it from the civic, but it's the truth, man. It's just super, super satisfying seeing that the ball is this far and I've been scared every day doing it. And, and it's just super satisfying. And I feel fulfilled with the process right now. Obviously, we have so long to go. I want to put it all over the city. Marketing is a different beast. Getting the VFX right is a different beast. But that's where I'm at, man. Now, in terms of producing the movie, it will probably be in a different place when you guys are listening to this episode. But essentially, I have been working with Jimmy Buckets, our editor, on finalizing that picture lock. Okay, I just put up an Instagram talking about this. 
Yeah, and I'm also gonna be putting up a video on my Instagram, hopefully every day. Don't quote me on that because you know how things come up, but I'm gonna really try to hammer putting up a daily update every single day on my Instagram. Now, Jimmy and I have been working on the picture lock. The picture lock is essentially having all your scenes in order, all your sound effects in order, everything in order, and ready to ship off to the next leg of post-production. It's a huge, huge, huge deal to get the picture lock done because it's what we've been working towards the last five to six months. Now, I would say the picture lock is probably about 80% of post-production. I could be wrong, though. Again, this is my first real movie. I could be wrong, but based on the way it's looking, I would say it's about 70 to 80% of all post-production is getting that picture lock done. Now, once we get that done, we have to ship the project out to our first VFX leg. Excuse me. No, we don't. We do not have to send it to Tim Montgomery. We have to send it to Abot Studios, who are the VFX team working on some of a section of the shots. Then we have to send it to Leo Sun for sound, for mixing, so he can mix the entire project. And then we have to send it to Benny Karras for color. Now, once that picture is locked, right, next two days, that's it. There's your movie. Now it's just adding sauce onto the movie. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much what it is. And so it's just really important to me that I look through this entire film and there isn't a single thing that I don't love and I'm not satisfied with. And so at first it seemed completely arduous making these really, really meticulous edits. But now we're at the point where it's like, damn, no, these are incredibly important edits. All these tiny edits add up to the big movie. And now it's looking like a movie and the story makes sense. And it's just like, something's clicking, man. Something is clicking. You know, I got love for you. I got love for the podcast, everybody I do. I got love for everything we've done in the past couple of years. I got love for that, man. But I'm meant to be doing shit like this, man. It feels right. It feels challenging. It feels like I got to utilize my skill sets. And, you know, I think I've been looking for a little clarity like this. You know? The podcast doesn't challenge me anymore, brother. It doesn't. It's a great tool. It's awesome to meet tons of people, but that's not me, man. And I figured it out. And I'm still figuring myself out. I don't know if I'll ever, you know, who knows? I'm still figuring everything out, like most humans. But I know that I got to run towards this, man. I got to run towards this. Now, I apologize for all the philosophical stuff. Just kind of ranting off the domey. I just hope you guys love this movie, man. As much as I've began to love it myself. I was saying this on my Snapchat. Um, when I was editing Adderall Boy, I hated it. I hated the movie up until the last two weeks. Hated it. And then the last two weeks, I was like, damn, I kind of love this. This is like awesome. This is a movie. This is crazy. Now that's been, that's what's going on with this movie. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I was like, this is not what I was going for, blah, blah, blah. In the last two weeks, 
just like, no, this is my baby son, man. Here's my baby son. I'm raising you up, brother. That's how I feel about this. Um, I'm really starting to love it. You know, there's so many little things we still have to do. There's tons. We're still a long ways out here, but I'm really starting to care about the project a lot. And um, that's where I'm at, man. Now, again, if you guys have ever gotten any sort of value from the podcast, obviously share it with a friend. You guys know that. I've said it a million times. But more than anything, you know all I'm going to ask from you guys if you're listening is just spin this goddamn movie when I drop it. Just spin it. Get your friends, have some drinks, hit the bong, relax, sit back, have a good time. That's all I'm asking, man. Spin that. And if you love that, share that. That's how I'm feeling right now. All love, guys. I appreciate you guys giving me the platform to just kind of air it out. My guy trying to make it out of his own city, do it on his own. Trying to fall and relentlessly attack my own dreams. It's not easy. It's never been easy. It will never be easy. But I hope it can stand for something, man. All love, my brethren. Jack, I love you. Riley and Lexi. I'd say I love you, but I think that would get our relationship a little weird. I don't think I'm going to do that just yet. So I got love for you. All right, I'll say that much. I'll love enjoy this interview with Leo. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Welcome to the Golden Hours Podcast. Um, Before we get started, can you just kind of say who you are and what you do? Uh, my name's Leo Sun. I'm an audio engineer, sound designer, and music producer. I'm helping Connor out, um, kind of heading the whole sound operation, I guess, for the, the movie, um, the sound effects and music and everything. So it's super fun to work on. So how'd you meet Connor? Um, he did the podcast for a while at the studio that I was working at, um, uh, Phoenix Down Recording, and he was always super bright and happy every time I saw him. He's definitely a personality. So, um, yeah, we kind of hit it off just at the studio, and um, yeah. One of our favorite questions to ask, slash the Connor, the question Connor always wants us to ask is, what was your first impression of Connor? Um, he is kind of like a what you see is what you get type of person. Like, he's not like... Uh, He's not quiet at all and he'll just like speak his mind and just talk and kind of break the ice with everybody. So I know you do a lot of music stuff. Is this the first time you were working on a movie? Um, yeah, the first like actual movie, like kind of short film type of thing. Yeah, um, I've helped, I work with a rapper, Joyner Lucas, and I've helped him do like his music video audio, which is just like five minutes. So it's cool to be able to work on something that's kind of closer to feature length, you know, it's like a, a huge, um, file on the computer to be able to uh, mess with all the stuff. It's really fun. Um, so you, feature length, first time. Have you seen a lot of the movie yet? Do you have any impressions of it? Um, yeah, from what I've seen, he's killing it. It's incre- It's like in- incredible. It's uh, it's impressive to see what he's done. Um, and from what I've seen, like the the cuts I've seen, the VFX aren't done. But even without that, it's just like really impressive. All the cinematography and the writing is really creative. So I, he he killed it. How'd you get into audio engineering? Um, I made beats as a kid, just like as like a, a kind of hobby thing. Um, and I was just working a dead end job at like a supermarket and I just hated it and started interning at a music studio and kind of just fell in love with the whole like recording process and everything. 
That's awesome. That's really cool. So um, you mentioned that you uh, have worked with Joyner Lucas. Do you want to like go into that a little bit more? Um, yeah, I, I just kind of got connected with him through somebody um, that I had met at that studio. And um, yeah, we just kind of like hit it off as far as like working and recording and everything. And um, yeah, it's been like a pretty consistent thing that I've just recorded pretty much everything he's done in the last like two years or so. Um, he's super fun to work with and it's awesome to be able to work with people that um, that like, you know, the music is actually going to be heard by millions of people. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's fun to be able to work with local artists, but sometimes you're like, oh, like this song is, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just really fun to be able to work with somebody that like people are fans of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes good music. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that local people don't make yeah, no, good no, music. No, 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 no. That's not the impression I was trying yeah. to make. But like, it's fun yeah. to work on stuff that you personally enjoy as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you notice any like similarities or differences between like, you know, working on small music stuff to working on like a long feature length film? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like more decisions being made, like, um, by the, the people that are working on it rather than somebody else's influence being in it, in it which is kind of makes it more pure. Like Connor's not having some movie studio that's like, telling him what to do because they're putting in money like he gets to call the shots himself so it's like kind of similar to an artist who comes in the studio and they're just trying to like make their vision you know what I mean and there's no label and stuff like that so it's kind of there are similarities definitely and what's been like the biggest like difference like what's been the biggest learning curve um the biggest learning curve um is just like Honestly, I guess like the mixing and how loud things should be, I think, like, because I'm used to music all having to be a certain volume. And then when you start talking about stuff being played in movie theaters and stuff like that, you don't want to like blow people's ears out or have people like having to turn up the volume on their TV because they can't hear a certain part. So it's just like kind of figuring out the whole like actual like nitty gritty, I guess, of like the um like the mixing for it is kind of difficult, but it's it's fun to, to, to do because like I said, it's like completely new for me, but that's something I've always been interested in. That's awesome. So you would want to do more movies going forward? Yeah, I think like long-term, that's kind of like the goal. I think um, I'd be happy really doing any piece of the, the um, whole audio process, like for something like, uh, like uh, I guess like Pixar would be like a dream job for me. Because mm -hmm. um, like, it's like building something out of nothing. Like there's no, there's no like cameras that are capturing any of the audio. So you have to like imagine it all. That's really cool to me. So I think that's kind of like the end goal is to do music or sound for something like that. Are you a big Pixar fan? Like what kind of movies do you tend to watch? Uh, I like everything, but I do I, like, I, I'm a sucker for, for Pixar because I just love how like, um, how, how like well thought out everything is. Like they, they like I said, from the, the sound to like even just how the characters move, like they have to, spend hours on just a simple like how somebody walks or something like that so everything is so thought out it's so cool to me that that it's like a really impressive human achievement thing for me when I watch like Pixar movies honestly you must have uh really like soul then because oh like I, I love soul I've seen it like five times I actually have a little pop right here that's one of the guys oh my God. Yeah. wow I didn't even know they made pop figures of soul yet that's uh so yeah cool. I actually saw it in the store before the movie came out and I was like oh man I gotta get one that's really sick. The, the, just the animation. And that's really cool too. Like, yeah. It's so animation. cool. Yeah. And they do it by hand. Like I've, I've watched like tutorials online just to see how they do it. Cause it's interesting. And I just like, they, they do it all like, 
like motion by motion, like clicking around and saying, this arm should move this much, this arm should move that much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so kind of going back to music a little bit, um, you were talking about, you know, making beats um, and then that's kind of how you got, how you got involved. Uh, how'd you end up working for Origin Sound? Um, I just like kind of emailed them because I was using the website that they're on Splice and they were like one of my favorite um, kind of like companies or labels or whatever you would call that kind of thing. Um, and I just like emailed them and just got lucky and emailed them at the right time, like kind of when they were just starting. So they've been super chill. I've actually met the guys they are from England, but I've met them a couple of times um, and they're like really nice guys and um, super welcoming and stuff like that. Um, so you just mentioned Splice. So Connor mentioned that you have the most downloaded sample pack on Splice. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, last week it was number one. I think this week it's number two. Um, but it's been up there for like a month. It's just like, I'm so grateful for that type of stuff. Cause like, I, I would not have thought that like, it would be such a success, you know what I mean? But it's, it's awesome. When did you start uploading to Splice? Uh, probably about three years ago, I'd say. And um, where, where did the inspiration come for the beat that's currently the most popular? Um, it's just like, kind of the R&B stuff that's like Summer Walker, SZA is like the kind of vibe, I guess. Um, my girlfriend really loved that stuff. So I hear it all the time. And I, I love the R&B stuff that like kind of, it's like really musical and stuff, so. So it, you're kind of taking what's popular right now and you put it up there and it's done really well. Yeah, yeah, that's basically, it's just about like finding what, what people are, it's not as much about like, oh, I'm gonna make the new thing. It's like kind of what's popular, which is kind of cool to me, you know what I mean? It's like yeah what what inspires like a bunch of people is cool to me um connor also mentioned you had kind of an interesting job before uh the sample pack kind of went big you were driving for uber yeah what was that like because i personally also have some uber horror stories but i was never a driver yeah i actually don't have too many horror stories i think like off the top of my head one time I had picked up a guy and people were being like racist to him when he was coming out of a bar and yelling and chasing the car down but other than that I'd never had anybody in the car that was like um rude or I mean there are people are rude but like it was not never any real horror stories so I guess I was lucky in that but um yeah I mean I, I drove on like New Year's Eve and nobody ever threw it up threw up in my car um, thank God. But yes, I, I, I got lucky, I think, but it was pretty fun. Honestly, it was a good way to like drive around and see the city and, um, meet people. And yeah, it was really interesting. Did, does anyone stick out in your mind as being like an exceptionally good guest where you're like, wow, we really vibed. Um, a few people. Yeah. Like, like people, like there would always be groups of people that were like drunk and they were, they were like, for the most part, just like fun and just being like, Hey, like just talking and stuff like that. I think I relate, relate with like with people on music here and there, um, but I, don't, I can't think of any anybody that really really sticks out right now. No, no, no worries. Um, so, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, what inspires you? Uh, I'm all over the place with it, really. I I think it's everything from like like abstract electronic music to like what's popular right now and rap music and like metal and. Yeah. Although I, I guess I have like a weird taste in music where like there are very certain things that I do like, but it's it's com completely all over the place. Um, so do you, are you a Spotify or an Apple Music user? Spotify, yeah. Okay. Who was your top artist then of last year? Top artist. 
I think it was Kanye West. Nice. Honestly, it might have been Death Grips. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. But. Both, you know, similar. They're both up yeah. there. Yeah. Um, uh, who, are, who are you currently listening to? Like, which album do you have on repeat right now? I've listened to a lot of Radiohead recently. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, just vibey music. Yeah, I guess just a lot of that. Um, Tame Impala is always like constantly listening to Tame Impala too. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're when you're working with an artist, how do you go about like adapting your style to fit into their style? So it's something they want to work with too. Um, I think it's kind of just like reading what like like if you know a lot of music out there right now like you can kind of tell like especially with like the studio a lot of people will come in wanting to sound kind of like uh little Dirk or little tj or somebody like that mm-hmm. um and it's like if you kind of know that vibe it's pretty easy to kind of read what somebody's trying to do like what what beats are picking out and stuff like that so it, it takes like a, a couple minutes i guess but you can kind of read how somebody's like what somebody's vibe is you know yeah it's all about filling out the vibes yeah um so we kind of have a, a little question that we ask everyone for the movie podcast since it is a zombie pod or a zombie movie um and our question is and i want you to think very hard about this how would you survive a zombie apocalypse if one were to happen tomorrow exactly where you are honestly i would have a tough time because all I have around me is a bunch of music stuff and I'm not like prepared at all so I would definitely um and I'm in like an apartment complex and everything and it, it would just be no basement or anything to hide in so I would be fending for myself out in Cambridge and running around with like whatever blunt object I could find I think would you have like would you have another game plan would it be like get out of this building go to like a Walmart or something yeah, I think I would definitely try to go to like a Walmart or like something like that or like a grocery store. But I think that's like where a lot of people would go at the same time. So it definitely be uh, it definitely be a, a, a messy situation for sure. But yeah, we've gotten answers all over the place. Some people are like, OK, here's the game plan, going to the movie theater, doing X, Y, Z. And then other yeah. people are like, just roll over and die. It's my time. Yeah. So the movie theater, I feel like would not be like since that's where Connor went in his hypothetical situation yeah I feel like there's not enough like food and stuff there maybe it's like a place that not a lot of people would go to though but like I feel like I would not think to go oh I'm gonna go to the movie theater and hide out there yeah the guys who said they were gonna go to the movie theater were the guys that worked at the movie theater that Connor filmed at um, oh really them and they were like oh yeah we've thought about this for so long we're gonna come here we'll have blue slushies it will be great yeah like, just cool. live on popcorn for a couple of years yeah exactly okay well i know this was brief but thank you so much we try to keep these you know a little tight um yep. do you, uh we have one final ending bit um and basically all you have to say is hi my name is blank and this is my golden hour and then hi my name is blank and that was my golden hour okay i think i can do that okay. whenever <laughs> you're ready hi this is leo sun and this is my golden hour and you're ready for the other one yes go for it hi this is leo sun and that was my golden hour perfect
perfect amazing and where can people find you if they want to if they want to reach you and see your stuff um people can find me on instagram at leo sun jr l-e-o-s-o-n-j-r awesome amazing well thank you so much for your time thank you awesome um you are i'll stop recording and